Click, click, boom. What's going on, Faithfuls? The Nothing But Niners crew is back, guys. We survived luck, Unlucky 13. We are here for number 14. That means that we have officially made it, Brian. Congratulations. We are two weeks through this bad boy. How are you doing, my man? I'm doing great. It's a little hot out here in the oven of Oregon. You know, I think California had to deal with it, too. Washington's having to deal with it. So the West Coast just getting blasted right now. Yeah. So it was 108 here today at 450 or 4,500 feet. <laughs> so it's a little bit more intense with that sun out there. But, um, you know, we'll make it through. It's supposed to be even hotter tomorrow and Tuesday. So it's going to be interesting next Ooh. couple of days. That's nasty. That's nasty, man. You were just telling me about some of the stuff you guys got to do to stay cool. And uh, it's pretty incredible. You, I'm, I learned something new every time I talk to you, man. It's crazy. <laughs> I, I really appreciate that. It's what right, happens guys. when you listen to your elders, Mike. <laughs> I see. I see. I, I got to make it a point to uh, make sure I'm paying attention, you know. I'm going to pop these formalities up on the screen really quick here. Thank you guys for uh, checking this out on uh, YouTube, Twitter, Snapchat, Facebook, Instagram, wherever it is that you find us. Uh, thank you guys for checking us out. Go tell someone to give us a follow also. Please, pretty, pretty please. Um, but now it's time to start our show. And the first couple of minutes have always been dedicated to on Twitter today. Uh, one of these is going to be a repeat conversation. Um, and so I'll start with that one because uh, everyone was talking about the black matte helmet. And I was talking about the one that I saw. You were talking about the one that you saw. I found this one on oh, Twitter today. There you go. So this is the one that you said you never saw? Yeah, I didn't see that one. The one I saw was just black and gold with some white on it, I think. Gotcha. So this is a, actually a combination of the one that I I, you, I was talking about and you were talking about. Because yeah. the other one had, like I said, your, your background, how it's got the red and black only for the SF. Right. Yeah. That's what I saw on the black mat. So uh, this is even a, a different one than what I saw. So what are your thoughts on this one here? I mean, I like it, but I, I prefer our gold helmets. All right. We're, we're the cool. 49ers. That's what they did. They went and found gold. I mean, that, you know. Yeah. Yeah, man. I understand. I understand that. And right, I, so I don't really want to see the all-black unis back. So, you know, it's not you like. You want a fan of the black uniforms? I like the white ones they rocked in 19 way better. Well, they're, I mean, I know they're throwbacks, but I mean, I like those way better than the black ones. Okay. I, I mean, it's not, it's not the Oregon Ducks. You're not going to have a different uniform every week. The NFL won't allow that crap. So, I mean, I, I thought it was color. a nice change of pace. I, I, I think I like the black ones. It was a nice change of pace. It was kind of weird. Uh, it was something about like trying to read what was on it, even though it was a completely different color, but. It was a little it was a little weird, but it worked out. You know, I, I didn't I didn't dislike it. I bought one. I got the Carlos Hyde one. Um, but this is the other thing I saw on Twitter today. This is going to be a nice little interesting uh, piece for us to discuss here. Um, Warren Sharp tweets out teams to record at least blank first downs in every game of 2020. So Buffalo Bills got at least 20 first downs in every single game of the season last year. And nice. then. The second highest is a tie at 17, Kansas City and San Francisco. What do those three teams have in common? Uh, I'm not sure where you're going. Really good offensive coordinators. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> run game? No, I mean, not that not the run game in Buffalo is not bad, but it's just it's not their right. <laughs> so, no, oh, yeah, That's they do the, have, all have good coordinators for sure. For our team to be as bad as it was, I thought this was a hell of a stat to find. Um, you know, today when I'm browsing through Twitter, this yeah, is, this is really impressive, right? Or am I just looking into this too much? No, I think it's pretty impressive too. It's just, I don't, you know, like 
You look at Denver had a game with six first downs. And you got to think about the 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 team that we were working with last offseason. <laughs> right. Bad quarterbacking, uh, you know, like due to injuries and stuff like that. You got to look at the running backs that we had to throw out there on the field, the offensive right. linemen that we threw out on the field. This is crazy. This is absolutely crazy to see these numbers, man. I, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm very impressed with Kyle Shanahan. I don't understand people who say that he's not good at his job because he's really good. So Right. That's just how I feel about it. All right. We're about five minutes in now, so we will go ahead and get to our questions. All right, guys, by the way, really quick, if you guys are on Twitter, stop by and uh, show Nick some love. It is officially his birthday on the East Coast. Uh, it's the 28th officially on the East Coast, so happy birthday to Nick. All happy right. Happy birthday, Nick. And let's get to he's night nightclub Nick. Yeah, night stick Nick <laughs> turned the nightclub Nick. Uh, let's get to your questions. Top five 49ers coaches. And if you leave out Steve Mariucci, how would you rate him as a coach? Top All right, so five coaches. I'm gonna be honest here and say that I don't think I'm qualified to answer this question. You're gonna have you I'm I'm gonna have Seifert, I'm gonna have um come on, Bill Walsh. Yep. I'm going to have uh, – I, I think I'm going to have Harbaugh in there. Yep. Um, I'm definitely going to put Kyle in there. Yep. And after that, I mean, I remember Nolan, Singletary, and uh, like you said, Mariucci. I don't personally remember yeah. much before then. When and If so, you just go off of win-loss records, Mooch is next, basically. Um, but he would have been outdone by uh, Mr. Shaw, coach number one. Um, but that was a long time ago, and I obviously didn't see any of, that, of those games. I'm not quite that old. All right, so I got to read this. Uh, we don't normally do contributions, but this is the first one we ever had on one of these shows, so I want to read it, and then we'll jump back up. 49ers are going 14-2. and two. Forget all the analysis and BS. Remember this, is, remember this and mark it down. We will have number six in the Rams' home, how sweet it's going to be. The Niners go 14 and 2. That means that the season was cut short. True. So, uh, yeah, because I initially had us going 14 and 2, and then we added the extra game. Right. So, what do you do with your record now? Because that's what this guy's saying now. Whatever right. you say. Well, I actually, when I went back and reanalyzed, you know, and I told you guys this, bef this before, when, when I did my breakdown of the season, you know, I take travel, you know, weather or suspected weather, you know, during certain time frames, whether it's in a dome, you know, if you're playing in New England, that's obviously different than playing in Detroit. You still might be cold, but Detroit's controlled on the, you know, being inside a dome. So when I did all that, mine ended, I ended up at, at uh, 14 and three for the season. All right. So we're going to say DM 49ers is going to give us a 14 and three record. All right, let's keep it moving here, man. Um, you should, you should definitely call your afternoon show. Oh man, look at me. I'm not, that wasn't a question. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, I do see a question mark in this one. I hate this part of the NFL year because pretty much nothing happens for six weeks. I have the NRL to follow here in Australia right now. But what do you guys do during this break? Well, you're looking at it. <laughs> exactly. We field questions from everybody, Milo. Thank you for watching from Australia up right now. What time is it out there now? It's got to be like, what, six, seven? Yeah, maybe early, earlier, early. right? I mean, yeah. maybe maybe later than that. All right, but yeah, thanks, Milo. For Milo's a longtime supporter too. I remember that name from a couple of things. We uh, we search, we search uh, far and wide for information. We do a lot of analysis, and then we do shows. That's basically sums up what we do. Yeah, you know the you know what? That's a good question, right? So uh, I want to 
I want to just take note on what you just said. Uh, that's why I incorporated the on Twitter today part. So that way it wasn't just questions that were repetitive, where we're bringing something different every show. So I, I, like, we're literally searching, browsing Twitter to find anything that seems interesting or appealing. Now, some of it might be repeats. We've discussed the helmets three or four times on here, but we do like dig and search for stuff like that. So that's why, that's why it happens. DJ Malone. All right, here we go. Let's see what he's got for us tonight. Would you guys ever consider doing late night shows on Friday nights? I think he means in general, not these things. No. Um, um, I mean, Friday nights, I know for some of us, you know, that's uh, family time or mm -hmm. uh, I got teenagers. So I'm usually, well, I will be running them around a little bit more now that it's summertime. So, you know, and for me, late nights um, are not as late as it is for the rest of the crew. So it's, it's hard for me to do a late night Friday show. <laughs> that would be cool. Let's say you were like, Mike, I want to do a midnight show. That means it would be 3 a.m. You would be rocking. I wouldn't be there. But that would be pretty cool. Um, we we have considered switching up some stuff in the schedule, but I don't think we've settled on Friday nights just yet. Um, but no, um, not right now anyway. As far as the playoffs go in the NFC, do you do you guys teams from north and east NFC being a problem? Okay, all right. So whatever teams make the uh, playoffs from the NFC East and the NFC North, so. I don't think any team from the NFC East is going to give us a problem. I, I agree. Mark that entire division, I, I agree. I think we match up very well with uh, the NFC North. That is the Packers division, right? Packers. Right. So Lions. if you go with how it currently stands, if Rodgers actually steps away for the year or retires or whatever, he did, if he is not playing, then I don't see any team in that division that's going to give us problems. Because, I mean, you look at Chicago. Yeah, they were decent last year. They went and got a quarterback, but he's going to have to learn, you know, all of the things with, you know, in fields. He's going to have to, you know, pick that stuff up. I know they're saying Dalton is their guy, uh, but they're not going to – I don't know. I just – I'm not real hyped on Dalton. Um, so those two are down. Then you look at the Vikings. I think that um, Kyle knows what Cousins has got, you know, what he's going to do. So I think that we're okay there. And then Detroit, you know, it's a change. You know, they got a new head coach, they got a new quarterback, you know. And I know that I know that we've played golf golf before, so it's, um, you know, Kyle knows what to expect from him as well. So I, I'm not too concerned about either of those divisions. I like it. I like it. Very well said. And opinions on Ambrosia. That's the stuff with the fruit and marshmallows in it, right? Or is it the band? Oh man, see, you got it. <laughs> no, DJ Malone likes to ask a food question. Um, I actually did this like multicultural night. Uh, in school, I was in like sixth grade, and everybody had to bring in this different dish. And for some reason, I bought an ambrosia. Is that African? I didn't know they had marshmallows. I sound racist, right? I didn't know they had marshmallows in Africa. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Damn, I put myself. I didn't understand why um, that was the dish that I brought in. Uh, and believe it, I had to do a report on it that showed you how much I remember from sixth grade. But I do know that I was in sixth grade when I had to do that report or uh, that. Uh, that exercise it was like an after school thing and everybody was there in different cultures and all because i grew up in a, a cultural mixing pot in west windsor plainsville so yeah uh but it wasn't bad i enjoyed it which do you have any thoughts on it i don't if somebody brings ambrosia salad to the to a picnic i'm not eating it <laughs> all right let's see what else we got here uh boom under D'Amico ryan's with the 49ers have a top three Defense. I like this question because he stepped it up a little bit. Other people were saying, do we maintain the top 10 status? Can we sneak into the top five? What do you think here? Top three. 
Yeah, I mean, you look at the pieces that we've got. And now, the caveat here is everybody remaining healthy. If we can keep our defense healthy as it looks like the depth chart will be, I see no reason why we can't be a top three defense with D'Amico Ryan. I mean, I'm going to say, I'm no. going to say no. Okay. I'm going to say no for one reason. I think that we see a more aggressive defense. I think we see a better defense, right? But we might give up more yards because we might be a little bit more um, opportunistic in the second year. I think we might give up a couple more yards here or there, and that's why I'm going to say no. But I do think that this defense will be a lot more feared and exciting, and we'll probably hold teams to less points this year right. than what we did last year. But yards is what is how we uh, qualify for a top five. I don't, I don't know, man. You look at that front seven coming at that quarterback, he's not going to have time. He's going to get squirrely, you know. I just – I think that they're going to be top three. Yeah. Yeah, I like it, man. I like it. Uh, why is the NBA more acknowledged overseas? I actually have a good answer for this, but I'll let you go first so I don't steal your answer. I don't follow the NBA, so go at All it. All right. <laughs> so this is this is actually pretty cool uh, because basketball is a worldwide sport. They have all these different teams all over the place, and American football is not. They don't have all these different leagues all over the world are, are you know, as notable. Uh, they have even, like, during the N NBA offseason, uh, you have players from the NBA that go and play overseas. So uh, the, the notoriety, the names and all that stuff, it, it spreads a lot easier that way. Uh, if you had to choose between Taylor – oh, Jesus Christ. If you had to choose between Taylor Swift, Ariana Grande, or Dua Lipa, who would you guys pick? Let's start there. How many of these people do you know? I'm pushing that whole fucking train off of the cliff. <laughs> and then Taylor Swift can write me a song about it. Mm. <laughs> I am going to say I'm going to choose Taylor Swift because my kids love that song that uh, but I keep grooving. Oh, from Sing. What is that? Shake it off. Yeah, from Sing. Yeah, yes. My kids love that song, so Taylor Swift is safe because of that. Um, Sweet. Various fruits with chocolate or savory meat, veggies, and stale bread with cheese fondue. For me, it depends on what, you know, because this is like a, we would do a, like a charcuterie board or something like that with meats, cheeses, and nuts and crackers, where you could do a sweets, like you said, with the chocolate and various fruits. So it kind of depends on the, on the wet. Like in the winter, I'm more of a savory guy, but during the the, the hot hotter the weather I, I tend to go to more fruits you know watermelon stuff that's got more um juiciness to it if you will <laughs> um for me anyway i i don't i'm, I'm just gonna go with fruits because i'm not sure i understand the question i'm gonna go with fruits you never had like a chartreuse board where there's like a bunch of different cheeses some meats like salamis never... put out no, nope. you and Wayne keep telling me I need to try more cheeses and stuff, and that shit make the regular cheese makes me gassy. I'm afraid to try the fancy shit. <laughs> I'm so serious. So I can't, you know, and my wife says I have to sleep next to him. So no, I don't think she's letting me try any of the fancy cheeses out there, guys. I've never done it before. Um, you know, every once in a while I'll go to like Chick-fil-A and you get I'll get like the Colby pepper jack cheese on the Ooh. on the chicken sandwich instead, and I'm like, the shit tastes the exact same. <laughs> you need to get like a smoked Gouda or Havarti or something. Yeah, Change sure. Now I will say this: my wife makes some macaroni and cheese, um, and she's often doing a bunch of different cheeses in it. And I do, and I can taste the difference and the textures and how they melt and things like that. So uh, I, but I don't know what they are. 
Sure. She said, I like the what? Fontina. Sure. Okay. Sure. Uh, who remembers the movie Beastmaster with Dar and his two pet ferrets? I don't remember the full movie, but I do remember him carrying those you ferrets remember it? around. It must be an old movie because my wife knows what it is. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Melissa, you tell him. <laughs> All right. Should we do red helmets and white helmets to go with our 94 jerseys? I'm assuming we're bringing the red 94 uni back. Does he mean red and white or which one? I don't know. If I had to choose between which one to do with the red jerseys, I'm going to go with the red helmets. I don't I don't think I've seen a white helmet. Have you seen a white 49ers helmet before? Not anything that's uh, not an official helmet, no. Right, 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 right. Okay. All right, let's see what else we got here. Oh, I lost my spot. Sorry, guys. Happy birthday, Nick. HBD, Nick. Oh, man, I said BD, Nick. Uh, for Oh, here we go. Greg chimes in here. It's, I think it's the first time. I don't remember seeing Greg before. Um, do you think it's better to start with Jimmy and then throw a curveball later on for opposing defenses by starting Lance and hope defenses – don't catch in on time. Don't catch on in time and pull off a Super Bowl win. I don't think it's necessary to do all that to get to the Super Bowl and win. Um, I like this. I like this, and we've seen the Niners do this exact thing. They start with a prototypical pocket quarterback, right, and Alex Smith. And they make the change midseason and make the run to the Super Bowl. And this time you just got to hope that uh, we pull it off, right? So I don't think it's a bad idea, but you don't do it just for the sake of switching it up uh, if Lance isn't ready. Right. Now, if Jimmy's playing, like, with his hair on fire also, you don't do it. If we're getting just average quarterback play and still winning games, I'm okay with making that switch then. But if Jimmy's lighting the world on fire, I don't think you should pull the plug. Yeah. You're always going to go with the hot hand. Yeah, yeah, especially if he's playing well. Like is it, like I said, don't look at wins and losses. Look at how he's playing, you know. Um, and if, we, if we're winning that way, then, yeah, we, we can, you know, we can make the switch if Lance is ready. I think this is a question. I'm sure this question has been asked 100 times already. Let's say Trey lights it up in the preseason. Would you cut Jimmy and sign some free agents? Um, well, I would have to go back to – the same thing I've been harping on, um, you know, when I have discussions with the other fellow panel members, it's the, th- the biggest thing that we ran into last year was Jimmy got hurt and we didn't have an efficient backup quarterback. Forced Kyle to play, you know, situations based on those guys' strengths, which obviously their backup quarterbacks are a reason. They weren't meant to play half the season or longer. Um, so my con- concern with if Trey lights it up, is that you go right back into that. You're going to have Rosen potentially Sudfeld, depending on who wins out the third spot um, to become your backup and whether or not you rely on that. So you, one of those two would have to be significantly improved to be an effective backup in case something happens to Trey for me to cut Jimmy. Um, but even if I cut Jimmy, I'm not signing a bunch of free agents. Okay. I like it. Um, I'm going to say uh, if he's lighting it up and would you put him in, all right, so this this question is multifaceted for me, right? Um, would I cut him? Yes, but not to sign free agents because we actually did an exercise 
I believe on this show, maybe it was another show that we were looking at. We were looking for free agents that would improve this team, and we were struggling to find some, remember? Right. Of the remaining free agents. So I don't know if there's anybody out there that you don't have to cut Jimmy to acquire anybody. Right. Maybe uh, th- there was the one pass rusher. There are some uh, names out there, but Melvin, not necessarily that much talent. <laughs> Melvin Ingram, right? Yes. Is that who the pass rusher was that we were talking about? Yes, because we got it confused with Gordon when you looked up their agent. Yes, yes, that's right. That's right. So, I mean, he's probably the only guy. But even then, I think you could restructure some some people that are on the team right now and, and make that money if you needed him. You don't necessarily have to cut Jimmy to get him. So that that's my answer there. Uh, boom. Who is the biggest threat to the Niners in the NFC West next season? Now, I'm assuming he means the upcoming season. This upcoming, yeah. So uh, what's your answer there, B? For me, it's going to be the Cardinals. It's not so much the cliff. It's the pieces they brought in. And if those can – if if the team can gel like it should on paper, like it like it looks like it should on paper, if they can do that in real life, then they're going to be our biggest threat. Do you think that the Cardinals – I'm sidebarring here. Do you think that the Cardinals start doing a little bit of uh, like, um, like, like player coaching on the field, like – Cliff calls a play and they're like, hey, let's let's audible out of it type of thing. Do you think that starts happening this year? I have no idea. <laughs> if not, then I don't think the Cardinals are a threat. I I don't trust Cliff Kingsbury. Like, and you you kind of alluded to the same thing in your in your response, but you said that the players are so good that they should be better, right? right. So like I understand wh- where you were going with that. I still well, I mean, you look at Hopkins. I mean, Hopkins alone just owned the 49ers in week one, right? Last year. <laughs> Just owned them. Just one player owned. He, he didn't own team. the 49ers. He yes, owned, the, yes, he did. There were, he, he was owned Emmanuel Mosley. He okay. owned Emmanuel Mosley. What team does he play for? That's that <laughs> the 49ers. Right. I can't argue against that. That's fine. All right. You you got it's that a one. team sport, man. <laughs> Absolutely. 100%. So for me, that's who it is. You know, I know that Russell's great, but the Seahawks keep falling apart, it seems like, you know, and I just don't buy into the Stafford hype. You know, I think that they were better off with Goff. I know that they had some internal turmoil between him and McVay, but um, I don't know that Stafford was the right direction for them to go, and only time will tell. Or Rams Reloaded can tell us, I guess. I'm going to go with the Rams. I think that they are way more dangerous with with Stafford than they were with uh, – Jared Goff. I think Jared Goff was holding the team back. Um, I do think that Goff was consistent. I think his amount of errors and amount of good plays was consistent, but the amount of errors were still there. And if you watch a Niners game, you can see that like they, he just a lot of missed opportunities on his behalf. So um, I do think that they take a step in the right direction with Matt Stafford. Um, and I think that they're they're the biggest threat to the Niners in the NFC West this year. Are you guys planning a trip to Levi's? I bet Mike has nightmares about Leaf Blower Guy. Brian, you weren't around for the Leaf Blower Guy, huh? Um, that was in 2019. Yeah. Yeah, it was probably no, I think I watched some of your episodes, but I wasn't there. I mean, I, uh-huh. I don't know about your guys' internal conversations. Yeah, I went to uh the Packers game that year for my birthday. And uh, this guy, I'm outside doing the show while Nick is hosting because I'm on my cell phone, right? I'm out at a hotel. I can't really do too much. And this guy, like, I'm, he, he got a leaf blower for like four leaves, four. Okay. He went and got this long ass extension cord, plugged in the leaf blower. Like he went to the utility closet, plugged it in, comes out, and like is blowing this stuff 
And I'm like, bro, you could have picked him up. And I'm mad because I got to go on mute. I'm doing a show. So right. now I'm mad I got to go on mute. I mute, and then I move, and I walk across the parking lot. And he comes up behind me. It was like he was following me, like trying to figure out what I was doing on the phone. And, like, I had to go on mute and, like, say something to him. He's an undercover security guy. The leaf blower. But as far as trips planned, I don't have any this year. Um, and that's more due to my job. That doesn't mean that nothing but Niners won't be represented out there. But as of this moment, I don't have any. I know, B, you have a, a plan to be at least. Yeah, I'm looking at the calendar for a couple. Um, probably in the uh, Indianapolis game um, and a couple others. Uh, but nothing set in stone at this point. Um, it's also going to depend on whether or not I might go for the season open opener if Aaron Rodgers plays. If it's Jordan Love, I, I, I'll watch it on TV. There you go. All right. Here we go. Mike, when are you going to start doing your streams on Twitter, Instagram again? Callie, I didn't think people were looking for those. Um, and I thought about doing those on Sundays, like during the day. But that's kind of taken away from the Nothing But Niners platform. Um, I will, I'll start doing them if people are going to chime in and, and join. Um, and I'll have some, you know, interesting takes and stuff that I don't normally share on here. Uh, I don't mind doing that. I'll, I'll get back to them. So sooner rather than later. Hope that's a good answer. Uh, Niner sickness. You still podcasting? Was he asking someone else or asking? Is there someone in here named Niner sickness? Yes. Oh, so why am I? Put... I don't know. I didn't know that there was someone in here with that name. Miss Deb has the next question. I'm scrolling up. Boom. What are three movies you're confident you've seen at least five times? Um, you want to go first? Sure. Um, or do you want to ping pong off of each other if you don't have all we five? Can, we can, I, gotta, I, I can think of three off the top of my head, but, I mean, we can ping pong. So, uh, for me, um, Legends of the Fall, awesome movie from, you know, that Never I've Never even heard of it. It's a Brad Pitt movie with Anthony Hopkins and out on a ranch, and basically it's his 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 story of the of this person uh, that he plays. But anyway, so yeah, Legends of the Fall will be one for me. All right, I'm going to give you guys the Patriot. That's the movie with Mel Gibson. Uh, we talked about that a couple of shows ago. That's one for me. Nightmare Before Christmas. I've probably seen that thing at least a okay. hundred and fifty times. <laughs> I'm going to try to do this list without naming anything like Disney or animated because of my kids. Oh. Otherwise, you can just this, like run. This down has through. nothing to do with my kids. This is all me, man. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go own that shit. I like yeah. it. I, like I it. love that movie. I love that movie when it came out. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it was. It was. And when Disneyland started too. changing the haunted mansion into the Nightmare Before Christmas, that ride got even infinitely better. Yeah. My daughter literally has a Jack Skeleton blanket, piggy bank, like all she loves the Nightmare Before Christmas. But it was a classic in my household, obviously, way before. Um, all right. Uh, I'm going to go with here's a movie of mine that's a favorite um, The Scent of a Woman. You ever seen that movie? Yep. I'll put you, okay. All right. Well, yeah. then I won't go. Hoo-ah. For me. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's fire under that dress. <laughs> <laughs> and my last one. Uh, being that I'm a huge Beatles fan and I love just musicals in general, whether it's a legit musical or something where they you, like this, uh, Across the Universe was um, a beautiful movie done great with cinematography and the soundtrack and just the whole idea behind how they did it. It, it is an amazing movie to me. What was that called? Across the Universe. It's named after one of the Beatles songs. I'm going to go with a Brad Pitt movie since you did one uh, and I'm going to go with Troy. That's one of my Top five movies, probably. So there's a, I have a lot more that I've seen more than five times. So yeah, yeah, yeah. 
There's a Me lot too. more that I've seen more than five times. Shout out the role models, one of my favorite. All not all the bad boys. <laughs> Vampire um, Brooklyn was funny as hell. <laughs> all the first two bad boys. Oh man, that's it. They're laughing at Melissa telling Mike the STFU. That's funny. Uh raises is this a question? No, it's not a question. Sorry. It's something about Robocop. I don't know what this means. I don't know what this means. I'm scrolling. I don't. Uh, okay, here we go. I found one. Uh, how good do you think our defense can be if we surprisingly get 80% healthy D Ford for at least 14? Oh, my God. It's over for the NFL if that yes. happens. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, yes. we were hoping for a 50%, 40-50%, you know, if we can get him for 80% for 14 games. For 14 games. That's Holy 100% D4. Oh, if man. we get 80% D4 for 14 or more games, that's 100% D4. Oh, <laughs> yeah, realistically, yeah. Oh, man. Okay. Oh, wait. Sorry. That, that was for you. So he explained it, actually. What? If you're a fan of the old Barbarian movies at tour. Okay. That was not a question, though. Uh, there's a lot of comments you guys like talking to each other in here tonight i like it man i like it i like it uh since this is a question i'll click it who's talking about running backs nobody but he was making fun of us about the uh melvin gordon oh ingram i think uh who do you think will be the two or three running backs that will carry the load this season it's a good question it'll be our last one let's wrap it up here well, for me, it's going to be Sermon and Mostert. Sermon and Mostert. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I like it. Sermon and Mostert is going to be for me also. Uh, that's it. Not a question. All right, guys. We're out of here. Have a good night. Mahalo.